Welcome to the Boosted Podcast. This is where my guests and I are speaking about startups, business development, virtual and hybrid events, and so much more. Powered by Boosted.com. That's B-O-O-T-H-T-E-D.com. I'm your host, Peter Pöhler, and now please fasten your seatbelts. We are ready for immediate takeoff. I love it actually to be uh, online with people who are putting a good mood in it and who have something to tell. And Sharon is clearly one of them. But before I'm going to come and to introduce <laughs> Sharon, um, I'm going to speak a couple of things uh, or I'm going to explain a couple of things about um, this podcast and webinar series uh, so that you know also what you can do. First and foremost, um, I'm Peter. I'm the CEO and the co-founder of Booster.com. Booster.com is the platform that uh, provides engagement solutions alongside every customer journey and every acquisition channel. That means you can have the right tool, be it for lead generation through webinars, product presentations um, to generate uh, prospects. And then if you want to have interactive meetings, everything branded, of course, um, you can do it as well through Boosted. And then later on, client retention through through virtual and hybrid events, uh, that's very easily possible. Uh, but you can as well also make trainings, host your trainings if you're a consultant, for instance, everything on Boosted. And the most important thing, it's very easy to set up. It's very branded also, so that means your brand is always uh, shining. And you can also uh, use it really for many different occasions. So that's quite something which is fascinating. So just feel free also to try it out on Boosted.com. That's B-O-O-T-H-T-E-D.com. And of course, for all those who are connected now uh, or watching the replay, they can witness it live and in color. Uh, for all those who are watching the podcast, you have to imagine how it looks like and you have to imagine <laughs> that it looks great. So <laughs> a little bit of imagination is also not so bad. Um, some little housekeeping rules, not the bad things. Don't worry about that. Uh, just the good things. Uh, housekeeping rules are very simple. Uh, you can see our live stream. Live stream a little bit uh, limited for Sharon, unfortunately. Uh, but you have on the left side you have information about uh, Sharon if you click on speakers for example um, if you click on resources you have a couple of information about uh, Boosted itself you have also two videos in the video playlist section don't watch them now please watch them after the webinar and you have also the possibility on the right side uh, to ask your questions because uh, when I discussed before with Sharon uh, we agreed that actually um, having a lot of questions would be absolutely great and uh, therefore please put your questions in here and I can see already that someone was um, yeah okay someone Al Matthews is asking I'm locked in but nothing seems to happening yet um, maybe in this case refreshing the browser I'm just going to write back to him uh, if you have any uh, issues then the best would be of course to use also Chrome if possible so just let me type this message to L and then we can go ahead. Um, you can see also, I'm just going to open the panel. So if you have any questions, uh, now you should see also the Q&As which have been opened. So feel free to put your questions in here. You can also upload those questions that you would like to be answered at the end. Uh, so we are quite interactive as you can see and we love to have your questions because a good part of this webinar should be based on questions. 
But now, without any further ado, to my guest, and I'm very happy having her. Uh, she's Miss Good Mood, definitely, but she's also <laughs> Miss LinkedIn. And uh, as I said at the beginning, it's very difficult to be around Sharon and not to be inspired by her good mood, by her wit, and by her knowledge as well, which is a very rare combination that you have someone who's constantly in a good mood and at the same time also has so much interesting things to say. But a couple of words about her. She's no, I, I'm not going to, to say her age because I try to be a gentleman, so I'm not going to reveal her age, even though it's it's written in her profile. So. <laughs> She's from Northern Ireland, uh, which explains also her accent that I still, most of the time at least, I understand quite well, not being even a native English speaker. A single mom to two kids, which is almost a full-time job already, uh, but well, they are adults now, so in this case, it might be a little bit less mm -hmm. trouble. Um, the trouble changes, isn't it, Sharon? So you don't have the same trouble like well, at the you, beginning. Have, you have different troubles <laughs> <laughs> exactly but then also her curriculum as a consultant for LinkedIn is maybe not what you would have expected this kind of streamlined curriculum no she started actually in 2019 as a virtual assistant and then uh, thanks to the work that she did for her clients she realized that there was so much potential in LinkedIn she started to dive in it and as she uh, said herself she fell in love with it and now what she's doing today she's coaching mainly female business owners and entrepreneurs just like uh, herself and all this um, on LinkedIn and about LinkedIn it's by the way also that uh, Sharon and I we met through LinkedIn so it's the best example that it <laughs> works I'm not going to tell now too much more about it because uh, I think everybody is quite eager also to hear what she has to say and therefore just let me check uh, Oh, no, Victoria uh, has also a problem, it seems. I hope that for Al and for Victoria now, after uh, a refresh, it works. Um, but uh, if not, then just drop me a message. But usually it should without any problems. Okay, now without any further ado, um, let's go to Sharon. Yeah, Sharon, welcome. Great that you are with me here today. And the topic uh, is quite interesting, how not to screw your potential on LinkedIn. It's very easy to screw potential on LinkedIn, isn't it? Very much so. And you know what, Peter? I'm very tempted to hit camera because my message is saying excellent going both ways. So will we chance it? Or will we not chance it? Uh, what do you mean? You know, the upflow and the, the upstream and downstream are both saying excellent. So will we chance putting the camera? Yeah, we are going to try it again. Oh, let me see. I mean, absolutely. Let's try it. Um, oops. The problem, just switch on your camera because you have switched it off. Okay, now you should be yeah. here. Just let me take you off quickly and on again. Perfect. Looks much better here. If it doesn't work, you can switch off simply your camera, then I'm going to give you a little sign. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Can everybody hear me okay? Can you hear okay, Peter? So far, it works. Okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, so... Because we've had some uh, technical issues, and it's definitely my end because it's my internet because I live in a rural part of North Ireland, um, that is uh, why we had the camera off. I was going to do um, a presentation, but again, I've decided let's just throw it and let's just chat um, because it's much better. Peter has um, lots of questions, and hopefully you all have questions as well. So, um, as Peter said, uh, my name is Sharon. I'm a Northern. Um, and I did fall in love with LinkedIn a couple of years I started as a virtualist and I'm very passionate about really changing 
strengthen because I know what you're all, all thinking. It's really boring and it's really stuffy. And you're all avoiding because Facebook and Instagram is nice to be comfortable place. Um, and don't get me wrong, I have been there as well. LinkedIn is absolutely huge and it has changed really, really dramatically over the last couple of years through the pandemic. It has changed a lot. Um, there's three things that I want today, which uh, are we okay, Pete? Sharon, I hate, to, I hate to interrupt you here, but uh, it's not very, very good. So I think we have to indeed turn off your, uh, your video again, your video okay. feed so that people can better understand okay. what you're saying. Let's oh, okay. give it a try again. Yeah, it's it's much better. Sorry for that. So um, yeah, all right. Yeah, sometimes no, okay. poor internet connections don't, get to uh, see don't my work. Beautiful face. <laughs> I I know, I know, Maybe I know, I know. Thing, it's it's honest. more it's going to be more <laughs> podcast style. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so fine. go ahead now. So, so. Um, okay. So yeah, I was just saying about LinkedIn has changed so much over the over the last couple of years, changed through the pandemic. Um, obviously, it has had a massive increase in members um, and engagement because obviously everybody had to go online that normally would not have been online over the last sort of um, 18, 24 months. And the three things that I want to talk about today um, is the process that you, you need to follow, like anything in in life really you need to follow a process and a structure to really get maximum results i mean you wouldn't you know if you were sitting on an exam you wouldn't just do the first part and um you know the first part of the course and then not do the rest of the course and then think you're going to get an end exam at the end of it or just you know work halfway through and then go i'll be all right i'll, I'll still get an a you know you have to follow um, a sequence and only one percent of the 800 million users on LinkedIn follow a strategy, 1%, and they account for 99% of the business. It's not too hard to work out the maths there that you, you think, I'd quite like to be in that 1%. Um, so I want to talk today about three things, clarity, uh, connection, and content. And if you can master these three elements in sequence, then you will really start to maximize um, LinkedIn and you'll not screw the potential as Peter has called this webinar today. Um, I cannot stress enough how important the clarity piece is and that people jump onto LinkedIn and, and this is how they screw it up. They, they put up a profile really quickly that um, looks like a CV. Then they think, oh, I need to post something, a better post. Um, and then they make a few connections and they're just they're just all over the place and they have no focus. It's really, really important that you get super clear before you even go on to LinkedIn. What am I trying to achieve from this platform? What is my goal from LinkedIn? Um, is it to network? Is it to get clients? Is it to collaborate? Is it um, to be known as the thought leader? Um, so, so get really clear. And it might be that you have a particular high-end package, service, or product that you particularly want to focus on on LinkedIn because you're struggling to sell it on Facebook and Instagram, which are tend to be more for the lower end. So get really clear first what it is you want to achieve. Then you need to get really deep into 
your client what is going on for your client who is your client what are they struggling with what is it you solve for them and constantly speak to that that is what your profile is about please do not write your profile like a cv because your audience is not one bit interested at all all they want to know about is i have a problem how are you going to solve it i'm sure they've never hired you and said by the way before i sign the agreement can i see your cv first it's highly unlikely anybody has ever said that to you they will look at um probably the testimonials and um recommendations or perhaps you've already been referred and that's what people want and this is where linkedin really really comes into its own it has an actual recommendation section and it is brilliant for referrals um, so please don't write your profile like a cv and i understand that if you have had a profile from when you were in a corporate job it will be much more formal um because it, it had to be written like that for that particular job but you need to strip that right back and basically throw it out the window and really rethink and make it client focused so that's a really important bit around the clarity piece once you have done that and you look at your profile and you think geez i've nailed that that's that's just the best profile love it um then only then should you start thinking about making connections with people because naturally if you send a connection request people should look at your profile before they make a decision as to whether they're going to accept that that request or not so obviously if your profile looks about crap they're not going to accept your connection request so um start to think about how to reach out to connections linkedin will only on the free version allow you to do between five and ten a day so be very selective remember it is all about quality over quantity do not get hung up on vanity metrics don't look at other people who are ranting and raving about how wonderful that they've got 10,000 followers or 10,000 connections because you know they, they could be anybody they could be their great aunt and their next door neighbor and you know there just could be anybody and everybody who really is not bringing value to their network or who will never buy from them or um you know just have no relevance so make sure it's about quality over quantity and hand pick who exactly it is you want to connect with remember it is not all about connecting with ideal clients it is about connecting with people who um you can refer between each other i mean that's how peter and i connected and um, because and as, as you can see we've ended up collaborating which has just been absolutely amazing um remember it's about um even connecting with peers and competitors and seeing what what sort of stuff they're putting out there and learning from them connect with people who have a complementary industry so that you're leveraging their audience um, i mean recently i did a training for a group of milliners so we talked about connecting them with um people in fashion um with models with photographers with media all the sort of other areas that they might use within their business that people can come together and speak to each other's audiences and that for me is is much more powerful than actually reaching out to ideal clients linkedin is a networking platform it is not a sales platform and you need to remember that it is all about two-way conversations 
every time you go on to LinkedIn, imagine that you have just walked in to an, an actual face-to-face -face networking event and act exactly the same way. I mean, you wouldn't go to an, an event and walk through the middle of the event, walk up the stage and go, hi, bye from me. I'm really brilliant. Um, hopefully you wouldn't anyway. Um, so how, what would you do? You would, you know, have a scan around, see if you know anybody, um, dip in and out of a few people's conversations, um, hand out, well, you probably don't hand out business cards now, so I don't know what is a QR code or whatever, show my age. Um, and, you know, you would talk to people and see what people are up to and what's going on in their business and how you can work together. Do exactly the same thing. Um, and, and that nicely moves on to content. So when you have built up this lovely, tight network of really targeted, valuable people, then you think about posting. And in fact, even a little step before posting, what I get my clients to do because it familiarizes themselves with content is to actually engage in other people's content first. Um, it just it's, it's a nice little stepping stone because some of them are quite nervous about putting out their first post. So I tell them to search by hashtag, maybe by um, anything that interests them. So they'll see content. It could be even a, a hobby or a, an interest that they have themselves and start to look at that. That's, that's just as important to make those personal connections. Um, and then it could be um, hashtags that relate to the field that they're in as well. Uh, so you just go up to the, the search bar and you type in hashtag and then whatever keyword that you want to put in and you hit the uh, post button and it'll give you all the content where people have used those hashtags. And that's a good way to start to dip in the conversations. If you're not seeing anything in your actual feed that's really inspiring you or that you feel you could add anything to the post, try doing it by hashtag. Um, it works really well, actually, on Facebook as well. Um, it's a good idea to go into Facebook groups, type in, um, like I would go in and type in hashtag LinkedIn, and then it'll give me any posts um, where maybe somebody has asked a question about LinkedIn, and I can dip into that conversation as well. So um, it works really well there too. So look at what other people are doing. Look at the content they're putting out. Look at what your audience is reading. Look at what your audience is engaging in. Um, I'm a big fan of stalking on LinkedIn. I stalk a lot on LinkedIn. I don't even put myself in the anonymous mode. I just go for it and people know that I'm, I'm watching what they're up to. Um, in my view, it's, it's called learning and researching. I know I'm not really stealing anything. Um, but it's, that's how you grow and that's how you, you um, get an idea as to what is happening on the platform and what people like and what people don't like. Uh, so dip into conversations, try to leave something a bit more than a, just a thanks for that or thanks for sharing or, you know, well done. Try to add a bit more value because what you want to do is actually try to open up a dialogue um, because that's really where the true relationships come from. Um, so get on board with that. Remember, content is not all about posts. Content is basically any structure of words together is content. So you leaving a comment on somebody's post is still content. So be strategic with that. None of this should have to take you an awful lot of time. Um, we're talking 10 minutes a day. Set your alarm if you have to on your phone, if, if you like to be that 
you know, structured and say, I'm going to go on to LinkedIn today. I'm going to connect with five people and I'm going to engage on two posts and then walk away from it. Um, and that will, you will really notice a massive difference if you use that time really strategically. So then when we come to posts, again, you need to get into the head of your ideal client. Remember, writing posts is not what you want to write. It is what your audience wants to read, which is two very different things. Um, try and put yourself in the position where you were um, when you started your journey, because we are all our own ideal client. I do what I do because when I started out, I hadn't a bloody clue about LinkedIn. Um, and I was just feeling my way around and I was watching what everybody else was doing and assuming that they knew it all and following them. Um, so I have to put myself back into that point where I was at and think, what would I have needed to have read? What posts would have really resonated with me um, and put myself into, into those shoes? And it's not always easy because you have moved forward in your journey and you don't always remember what did you feel like back at the time. But that, that's one of the things you need to do. And I remember actually having a discussion a while back with a, a guy um, who, again, I met on LinkedIn, a, a lovely guy, Alex Hanley. Um, and he is a, a, like a nutrition and change coach. And he was struggling to get engagement on his posts. And him and I had a chat and I said to him, you know, why do you do what you do? And he said, oh, well, because a few years back I was really overweight and I was in a job I hated. And, um, so, you know, then he lost weight and then he, you know, all these things happened and he decided that that was what he wanted them to do with other people. And I said, well, when you were going through that, would you have been looking for a coach? And he said, oh, God, no, that would have been the last thing I'd have been looking for. And I said, well, you know that your idea client is thinking exactly the same thing. They're not looking for a coach either. And he went, oh, my God, I never thought of that. I said, so you really have to educate them as to why, uh, you know, what difference you can make to their life and their world and whatever. And it wasn't until he suddenly thought, flip, I never thought that I had to put myself right back to that point where I was and what, what did I need to see and what did I need to read. And it was a massive light bulb moment for him, um, which was great. Uh, so that really changed in his whole perspective and that that's I cannot stress that enough you need to keep talking to your audience and every time your audience comments take note of what they're saying what words are they using what ask them what is going on for you what what are you struggling with and use the exact words back to them turn them back to them again because that's them when they go oh my god that's exactly what I was thinking they haven't remembered it actually it was them that told you that in the first place but that, that you need to be speaking in their their language um and that's one of the things i see a lot that people make a really big mistake and again screw up their potential is because they think that they have to make things sound very um you know professional and technical but, but we don't on a day-to-day -day basis we don't speak like that so that's not going to resonate with anybody it'd be like me putting out a post saying um, are you struggling with clarity about on your message on LinkedIn? People would just go, well, um, well, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, yeah, I'm all right. Whereas, you know, I can say, um, God, I can't even think of what I'm going to say. It'd be better for me to say something like, are, are you unsure, you know, how to talk to your ideal client? Do you even know who your ideal client is? Do you, are you, 
are you not getting engagement on your posts and are you wondering why? Are you following what everybody else is doing, seeing it work for them, but wondering why it's not working for you? So you need to think, how are they talking about it in their head? If you were just sitting in a coffee shop having a conversation, what way would they be saying, oh, do you know what, I'm on LinkedIn and I, I don't know what the bloody hell I'm doing. It just doesn't seem to be working and everybody seems to be flipping killing it and I'm, I'm doing what everybody else is doing and it's still... So that, that's the way I would talk to my audience. Um, so when you're putting out posts, be really mindful of that. Preferably put out posts um, that are personal, and I know that doesn't sit well with everybody, um, but people buy from people, and I know you've all probably heard this a gazillion times, but it is so true, and my personal posts are always the ones that do the best. Um, if you can be vulnerable is great. Um, you know, people don't buy from perfect people. It's it's like these ads that you see with, you know, somebody draped over their Lamborghini in the Caribbean and saying, I can make you, you know, seven figures in half an hour type shit. You know, that's not real life. Um, I might go out actually and take a photograph of myself draped over my wee old 14-year-old um, car. I, in fact, you know, I, that's just put notion in my head. I'm going to do that and post it and say, this is actually real life. This is me draped over my 14-year-old car that's going to fall apart in about a year. Um, but, you know, nobody can resonate with the whole beach Ferrari thing. That's just not even in some people's remit, nor do some people that even want that. That's not what life's about. It's just getting through and being comfortable and paying the bills. And, you know, that's enough for some people. So again, it's about knowing your audience and knowing what it is they want to aspire to and, and talking to that. Um, the best posts on, on LinkedIn, um, as, as well as, you know, the personal ones is, um, you know, the value posts, the sort of the quick checklist, the quick tips, the how-to guides, people like to see those as well. Um, and if you're doing testimonials on LinkedIn, try and weave it into a story uh, rather than just, you know, putting up, this is what somebody said about me, aren't I great? Um, make it more around, you know, say, Peter came to me and he was really struggling with X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, we talked about how to, you know, what, what did he want to get from LinkedIn? What were his goals? We came up with a process and we made sure, you know, he was really comfortable with how we were going to move forward. Um, and, you know, the result was X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really chuffed because he sent me this message today and look how well he's done, blah, blah. So that's rather than say just sticking, you know, up a, a message. You, you want to tell the background to it because you want somebody to recognize themselves in the story and go, oh my God, that's me and look how well he did. And I want a bit of that. I want a piece of that. Uh, so th those are the ones that work probably the best um, on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm going to stop there and take any questions that there is. That was the, the Clarity Connection content um, sort of strategy. Uh, very tip of the iceberg, but give you a, a sense of where you need to be going and what sort of journey you need to be following. Anything for me, Peter? So far, uh, I have, yes, I have one question. Um, don't forget also to put your questions for sure in the Q&A section. So I just was opening the panel also so that you don't forget to post your questions. Uh, Sharon, that was already excellent stuff because I see that there is a lot of things which are very similar to actually selling. You cannot sell anything which is, um, yeah. I would say, uh, you cannot sell if you're not credible. If you're not standing behind what you want to sell, you cannot sell it. And you need to understand 
understand the problems that your uh, audience or your clients have if you want to successfully sell something yeah. to them. Uh, so just to sum up what you said, it's um, having, first of all, I think the clarity that's something which is so important that you know what exactly you want. And that's also not only on LinkedIn, but probably everywhere yes. that you need to set a clear goal. Um, not having your CV as a profile, that's a takeaway, which is very important also that I find personally very important because I see it very often and probably I'm not making an exception here that my profile more looks like a CV, um, <laughs> which I'm going clearly to change after this. <laughs> But then also connecting with the relevant people, interacting first with other posts so that you get uh, get a feeling for it. Uh, and only then you start posting yourself. And when you post really being meaningful or having something to say, adapting to what uh, what the people want to have. Quite interesting what you said as well, that you should have also kind of a schedule uh, for connecting and uh, also again here selling and setting your goals. Um, but then also really clearly define also what do the people want to see? What kind of problems do they have? What problems do they want to be solved? And then also being genuine, also speaking like you would speak uh, to a friend, actually, that's something which is uh, very important. And I see that those posts indeed who are uh, performing very well on LinkedIn, they are doing exactly that. So um, I think you're perfectly right with what you're saying here. Now, a question from, from, from me also, um, how much time would you usually recommend for someone who wants to succeed uh, on LinkedIn? How much time should this person spend on LinkedIn, be it posting, be it um, yeah. reacting to posts or interacting with people what what an average would you can consider as a good good house uh, good good question uh, good mark yeah i think i mean obviously if you're on that initial journey you know you have to spend that bit more time building up momentum but say you know you have say you've, you've done my 16 week course and you're just absolutely on top of linkedin my my goal with my clients is that they should honestly only be spent 10 or 15 minutes a day. You should not feel that this is a chore. The one thing I never want is anybody to feel it's a chore. And I'm really passionate about making sure people fall in love with LinkedIn. I've been told I make LinkedIn sexy. I'm not sure whether uh, that's a, a good thing or not. Um, don't know how to leverage that, but hey-ho. Um, people don't have time. Our time is precious. So it's about using the time really productively and really strategically. Now, obviously, if you post, and I would tell you to be posting again when you're starting out, maybe two or three times a week, just so people get to know who you are, you do have to post and then you need to sort of dip in and out for the first hour of the post just to make sure you're constantly reacting and commenting back to anybody that's left any comments. They talk about this golden hour, the first 60 minutes. And it is true and how, and how your post um works um, in that first hour sort of dictates how, you know, it will keep going. Um, so that might be the slightly slower part. But in general, I would be saying, you know, take the 10, 15 minutes, even every other day initially, um, but just use it really productively and say, if you have to set a timer, set a timer, do not get lost down the LinkedIn rabbit hole because we just don't have that time. To be honest, I do it when I'm sitting watching the TV at night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i just uh got not really a question but uh, it's more kind of a remark from alice in which we came in so um i used to use linkedin quite frequently and have got out of the habit uh recently and i'm nervous now about getting back out there so thanks for great advice about thinking always about your client's problems i think that's something which is quite quite important so uh but yeah getting back getting back to it um 
how does it feel actually when you are uh, having been absent for some while, maybe that you didn't have the success and you want to restart it? Any thoughts on this? How to uh, how to get back into the game? Yeah, I mean, um, depending on, I'm not sure whether she was maybe on it for if Alison was on it, maybe from a, her job, and now she's self-employed. I'm not, I'm not sure whether you know she's been self-employed, come off and gone back on. Um, if it's a, if it's a transition from corporate to self-employed, um, I deal with that a lot, and that's that is really difficult for people um, because they do have to strip it back. They do have to rip up the rule book and basically do the complete opposite to everything that they've done before. The one thing I would say to anybody, and I, and I cannot stress this enough, please, please take really tiny steps. Don't beat yourself up. Don't feel that you have to put a post out and it goes viral in the first half hour. You know, like it's really just experiment. I still put out posts that bomb and I think, oh, this is going to be the best post ever. This is going to just take over the world. And it's just nothing. It's just like, oh, well, that was a disaster. You just keep experimenting and keep learning and keep growing, but take it in really, really tiny steps. Um, I have a, a client that I was working with recently, and actually for her first post, her and I shared the screen. If I could have flown over and held her hand, she was so, so nervous of putting the post out. And I shared the screen with her, and I sat and I went, come on, you can do it, you can do it, until she hit the post button. And in fact, this very morning, I had exactly the same client, and we wrote her first post, and she said, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to be sick. And I went, listen, we're going to do this in really, really tiny steps. And after the post was written, she said, you know, actually, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And we're going to post it next week. And I said, I will share the screen with you and do it. Um, it's about please, please stay in your lane and don't look at what other people are doing. That's when you get overwhelmed. And if your post bombs, what? so so what? What's the worst that can happen? Nobody engages or reacts? Well, that's just one of those things. It still happens to me. You could put the same post out at a different time the next day. It could go through the roof. You just wouldn't know. So just be really kind to yourself and take it in really small steps. Uh, Sharon, I have made the experience uh, that when I was posting things which were really substantial, uh, things which should have been technically interesting to people, uh, usually those posts were performing not so well. Uh, well, on the other hand, if I was posting something and typically it was pictures of myself where I was showing myself in an environment, um, then all of a sudden these posts got much more likes, which shows basically that you have the content which is more personal, uh, that you usually works better and at the same time also some things which are more substantial probably don't get that much traction how can you actually combine both things do you have a strategy for that um this is where the storytelling comes in and this is a skill that you can learn and again it takes time you won't learn it overnight but if you can find a way of weaving value into a story that's what people love and one of the things I would say to you is if you're putting out a post where you want to demonstrate your expertise in your particular field, write the post and then look at it and think, does that look like I have just lifted that out of a textbook? Could anybody have written that post? And if there's none of you in the post, then you need to sit back and reflect and think, how can I, how can I word that that it actually is Peter saying this? And this goes back to the coffee shop thing, Peter. Um, and and how you know, it's about finding your voice 
So you can still put out those educational type posts, but it's putting Peter's spin on it, putting Peter's view, putting Peter's opinion. People want to see things that are unique, and it's very, very, very hard to find a new topic or whatever you know to talk about everything's out there everything's been invented everything's been done so the only way that we can make it unique is to make it um about us because we are unique and it's to talk about how we see it or how we view it um so just be really conscious of does my post look like it's me or does it look like anybody could have put that post out and there's actually none of me and if you look at mine there's normally swearing and it's somewhere along the line so everybody knows it's me um so you know and there's emojis and there'll be all the quirky things that are um sort of particular to high eye post so it's finding a little way that you can just be different it can be so tiny you might you might just come up with an emoji that nobody else has ever come up there might be a little boosted thing you could just it honestly could be as tiny as that and people will go oh that must be peter Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's again, it's like that brand awareness thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so find something about you, about yourself, about which is not easy. Sometimes you have to ask other people, "What is there something about me?" Because we don't really see it ourselves. Um, but and, and really hone in on that, and then use that in your in the way you talk. That makes 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 absolute sense. Um, another question that I was asking myself also, or, or a question that I've been asked also by a couple of people already: um, What is the right strategy to um, tag other people in your posts? Uh, usually, it increases quite quite dramatically uh, your outreach and the likes mm-hmm. if you tag mm-hmm. other people in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel that it's also a very thin line mm-hmm. between being intrusive and uh, being supportive. So if you tag people who might not be aware that they gotten tagged for example they don't want to be tagged uh, how can you avoid being uh, kind of a stalker in this case uh, and yeah. adding too many people yeah first of all i would say um, and this goes the same for hashtags actually um i wouldn't tag more than three people um at any one time um you might actually if you're being really polite you might actually reach out to a few people and say, um, if I saw a post that was I felt was relevant to you, would you be happy that I tag you in the post? So that would be a really, really nice way of doing it. Or you could even say, I'm just try- I've never tagged people before. I'm just trying this to see if it works. If something came up um, that, that I thought you'd like, would you mind? Um, and the minute you ask permission, that changes everything. And it's unlikely, I couldn't imagine anybody would come back and say, no, don't tag me. And obviously, you're not going to do it all the time. Don't be tagging people, the same person, like every week. They'll just go mad. Um, So just be really strategic, again, about the tag. Make sure it is something that's really relevant or it's something that you know that somebody could add value. And it might be, rather than just putting their name, you might want to, like, Say again, it was you and I, Peter, um, and say I happened to see a post about somebody that was struggling with, um, you know, virtual webinars or whatever. Um, I rather than just, just putting at Peter, you know, I'd say, Peter, um, I think I think you could maybe help out with this, or this would, you know, you might be worth. So so sort of justify why you've tagged the person. I think I think would be a good idea. Um, 
if you're going to tag, my preference would be that you tag in the comments um, and you tag as an, each person as an individual comment only because it cheats the algorithm. That's, that's a wee bit of a, a quick cheat um, because the algorithm recognizes then that, that those are comments and that pushes the distribution. So rather than tag somebody in the body of the post, I would suggest that you tag them um, in the comments. Um, you can also put hashtags in the comments, but I recommend you put between three and five hashtags in the body of the post. Uh, no more than that or else like them um, might pick it up as uh, spam. So uh, it's not like Instagram where you have about 30 hashtags. Uh, so by three, th around three is probably a good number. Um, now, a lot of us, uh, they are using uh, clearly Buffer or any other equivalents uh, to, to schedule their posts, first of all, uh, but also to schedule at the same time uh, or to, to publish at the same time on different social networks, which I personally have found totally legit. Uh, we at Boosted, for example, we are using a tool which is maybe a little bit less known, but quite powerful. Uh, it's called Loomly, uh, not making any advertising here, but uh, simply a tool that we, we like and which is uh, price-wise not so bad. I mean, there are other ones which are much more expensive. But one of the biggest problems that I see here is uh, that indeed you cannot really personalize your uh, posts because it's not possible to add or to tag someone, some personal connection uh, in a post that you, you are editing. It's only possible to, to uh, tag any companies, for example, that you have in there. Uh, so you always have this additional step. You need to post something, then you need to go on LinkedIn. Again, you need to edit your post to add the people or, as you mentioned, also to uh, add any comments or uh, tags in the comment section also. So, which is also, of course, a possibility. And for this year, I see that uh, Paula was writing uh, writing a, um, a question. Also, it's not really a question, but uh, more kind of a kind of a feedback. My posts are definitely me. So much to learn. So that's great. Yeah, Paula. Um, I think uh, it's the same for all of us. That uh, LinkedIn is a fascinating playground, kind of, um, and we have so many things that, that we all need to learn about doing it better, uh, which is also a learning process. Um, Sharon, how do you deal with this frustration? You mentioned it already before. You should not expect right away that your posts are going viral. But how can you can you deal first of all with this kind of frustration that your posts might not be so um, widely accepted and widely uh, liked uh, on one hand, and on the other hand, how long typically you would give it um, until you reach a certain level of I would call it level of satisfaction. <laughs> um, yeah, and I know it can be really disheartening if you put out posts and. Um, you don't feel that there's much happening. I suppose if that's a consistent uh, issue, as in, well, say maybe you put a couple of posts out every week for, say, three or four weeks and there's nothing, you go back to the clarity board again. Um, that's always, no matter what issue anybody comes to me with LinkedIn, it's because they don't have the clarity that's what it always goes back to mm. if people aren't engaging on your posts it's because it's not resonating with your ideal client or it's not resonating with your audience and you need to step back and go well why is that the case um so i would be given it probably a, a few weeks and if there's really nothing then you need to strip it right back again and say hold on a minute i'm not doing something there's something not right here um, and I mean, from, from again, when we talk about how we know it's working and how we don't know it's working, um, Peter, it really, it's really back that whole vanity metric thing, isn't it? You know, you're sort of like, oh, if I don't get thousands of or hundreds of comments, does that mean this post is rubbish? Um, 
it's very interesting. <laughs> you have to, there has to be some sort of a balance. You have to find the balance. I had, I signed up a client last week and she messaged me on LinkedIn and said, hi, can we chat about training? I had never heard of the woman in my life. No idea who she was. And she, I said to her on the call, how did you find me? And she said, I've been watching you on LinkedIn for ages. Now, she's never once has commented on my posts and never once has reacted. And she signed up there and then 16 weeks, no bother. Um, so there's a balance of don't get overly concerned if you're not getting massive engagement and comments and reactions because there's a lot of lurkers. But obviously you need to think, well, hold on, I'm really not getting anything here at all for weeks. There has to be something wrong. So there will be a balance to be found. Um, there are a lot of lurkers, a lot of people out there who are watching what you're doing, but they don't comment and they don't react. Um, so there's a bit of a chicken and egg there really, isn't there? But it's just... I think I think if it's really really not happening at all, then there's there's something wrong, and you need to you need to step back and strip it back. Sharon, uh, is there a kind of a list that you have about don't do's? Anything where you say, okay, these are really no goes, and you should definitely not do them uh, on LinkedIn, except maybe for the for the typical things that everybody knows, but some some other things which are less obvious. Um. Oh gosh, I've, I've probably said quite a few of them. I mean, the whole CV thing is just gives me anxiety. Um, don't what you don't do. Don't ever leave your cover image, your banner at the top of your profile blank. So yeah. that's a sales opportunity right there. Um, don't call yourself a name that's not consistent with names on other platforms, so people can't find you. Preferably, don't put in your beside your name. Um, like professional body, you know, like a like say mine was, you know, BA degree or but you know, because it doesn't mean anything to anybody and it can apparently it can affect searchability. Some people put emojis in their name. I, I wouldn't be a big fan of that either. Um what other don't 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 obviously be salesy and spammy and don't message people and try to sell to them and uh the usual stuff really what what other don'ts um have more do's can we go on the do's <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's go for yeah absolutely absolutely Let, let's go for the do's let's go for let's the do's, for do's. I, I wanted um, to challenge you a little bit so <laughs> That worked. I was stressed, nervous, thinking, God, I really can't think of them. Oh, no. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I just don't do the whole negativity. You see, I'm more of a do person. So do you put a cover image in your... No, I don't. Um, <laughs> the one thing I would say to you to do, and this is very personal to me now, it's just because I judge people by this. Please, please try and keep your recommendation section up to date. There's nothing, from my point of view, there's nothing worse than scrolling down somebody's profile. And the last recommendation is like 10 years ago. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, what, were you in jail or something? Like, where have you been? What, you know, mm. what has been going on for you? Um, and it takes so, and LinkedIn makes it so, so easy to ask for a recommendation. Um, so really, you have no excuse. And again, like, I've never had anybody come back and say, no, I'm not giving you a recommendation. Um, people are more than happy to, to support you and uh, so that's the one and that has to be you know crucial for the, from the credibility perspective that's a, that's a really important one so that's, that's a do mm -hmm. um, 
do be, uh, as I say, just really as personal as you possibly can be. Be a nice person. Don't be a bitch or a twat or a wanker or whatever you are on here. Um, you know, don't be negative. Be supportive. When you're commenting on somebody's posts, you know, just be really nice about it. Don't start a whole freaking controversial uproar. Um, reach out to people. Congratulate people. Support people. That's what people remember. It takes so little to be nice. So little. Um, send somebody a message. I've had people send me messages saying, oh, my God, your post made me laugh so much today. And that's all the message has said. It's not them looking to sell me anything. or whatever. And it just makes your day. And how long did that took them seconds to type that message? Um, that's, I, that's a lot of what I stand for. Um, Peter, I'm sure now you're starting to learn more about me. But I, it's, for me, it's very much from your heart. It has yeah. to come from your heart. Um, and again, that's what makes you unique and what makes you stand out. That's what my LinkedIn revolution is all about. And I've actually just literally yesterday changed my banner to say um, that I now support and help heart-led coaches um because i've seen i've seen my clients i've seen my clients that have opened up and opened their heart to linkedin have just blown my mind with how well they've done um and that's what i'm such a, i've now gone off on a complete tangent and a rant but here we go um this is i'm just really passionate about it i really want to change how people perceive linkedin because i know it has such a bad uh, name, you know, people are just don't want to be there, and honestly, you don't know what you're missing. It's the best place in the world to be, and you meet lovely people like Peter, um, which it was worth being on for the last two years just to meet Peter. Uh, no, but seriously, it, it's it's uh, yeah, I'm going to shut up now because I'm going to go off on one of my rants. But anyway, just be nice. Cool. No, absolutely. I think that's also a perfect conclusion for this, uh, which was almost a masterclass. I mean, Sharon, really, really amazing, <laughs> amazing the knowledge. Uh, now, the interesting question is also, I, I'm pretty sure that people are eager also to learn more from you. Um, yes. So yes. You're, you can coach everybody. Uh, you can help really literally everybody who wants to get a better yes. presence on LinkedIn, a better strategy. Where can people find you? I mean, on LinkedIn, it's pretty obvious. I mean, just look for <laughs> Sharon Murray. I don't know how many Sharon Morris you have, uh, but clearly on LinkedIn. But uh, where else can we find you? And uh, what would be the right approach to reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, you can LinkedIn probably is one of the best. You can type in Shamari, um, the LinkedIn Revolution or LinkedIn Revolutionary. Um, there are actually two Shamaris in Belfast. So uh, the other one, um, who's actually a friend of mine, really surreal, and I met her on Facebook. Um, she does like a holistic therapy, so you'll know that's not me. Um, and she's much prettier than I am as well, so you definitely know it's not me. Um, and uh, my email address is very simple, Sharon at SharonMurrayLimited.co.uk. It doesn't get much better than that. Um, if you are reaching out, reaching out to me on LinkedIn, just let me know that you've watched this webinar because um, I am a little bit more selective as to who I bring into my world. So the last thing I want is to be uh, not accepting your invitation. That would be really embarrassing. <laughs> so um, people going, oh, that's a bit rude. Uh, after her telling me everybody has to be nice. Uh, so just put a drop of a line said, I've just watched you on Peter's webinar, um, Sharon, and I thought you were fabulous. That will work as well. Um, if you tell me how fabulous I am, you know, that, that'll, that'll get you some brownie points too. So uh, try that and we'll see how we go from there. <laughs>
<laughs> Perfect. Sharon, thank you very much for all these insights. That was absolutely revealing. And I think that I have quite a lot of things to do now, actually, to change yes. my LinkedIn profile. Yes. To I'm going to be stalking it. you. I'll be stalking oh, you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> please, please do. Please do. Please do. Point out point all, all the things that I do wrong. And probably it's plenty of them. Um, so one of the things that I completely neglected indeed over the last years was recommendations. I mean, you really literally opened my eyes also on saying, why, why didn't I ask also for recommendations? Because we made so many great projects in the past. We have been working with so many people and just simply always when there was a success just reaching out to the people and saying hey can you can you write a short recommendation for me uh, we do it for a website but uh, thinking about <laughs> doing it on linkedin uh, was kind of yeah something that i didn't do and uh, this i'm going to to change right away instantly um so a couple of little tweaks and i feel that this might make a big difference also yeah. uh this said yeah sharon absolutely great and uh, thank you very much for the time that you have been spending with us um we're going to have of course we're going to have a replay so for all those who couldn't watch now this webinar podcast or listen to the podcast in entire for sure there will be the replay um we're going to put it up as well as a podcast on the typical platforms like apple Podcasts, spotify and anchor and other ones so you will find it also within a couple of days there and uh, of course uh, don't forget also to sign up maybe for a newsletter on booster.com uh if you want to try out booster.com just feel free to do it um especially if you're in the consulting business uh, or doing uh, webinars quite often, you have ended up on the right platform for it. So I just need to make a little bit of advertising for us. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, I could I could keep on going for for a much longer time because uh, I feel that there are still a lot of questions uh, which are unanswered. But uh, this might be maybe for a second part. And uh, nevertheless, Sharon, you also need to have something to discuss with the people in person then um, or face to face. <laughs> great. Thank you very much, Sharon. Thank and, you so uh, much. To all of you out there, thank you very much for having been with us. Uh, it was exciting. And um, I'm not sure when we're going to have the next webinar. Probably it's going to be again in two weeks. And most likely it's going to be a little bit more sales-oriented. Uh, so let's see what we're going to come up with. And anyway, you're going to be informed. And uh, I hope that you're going to tune in then again in the next show. Thank you very much. Wherever you are, take care. It's still a little bit tricky being outside without masks or without protecting yourself. So be careful, stay safe, and hope to see or hear you very soon again on this channel or on other channels, and for sure on LinkedIn. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this podcast powered by Boosted.com, the solution that turns customer acquisition into a branded journey. That's B-O-O-T-H-T-E-D.com. Please don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and hope to hear you soon again.